Hey, history class. I uh, just thought I'd drop a little music on you before we get started on this lesson plan about new imperialism. thought I'd do a nice, fun song for you. So see if you know what this song is. Feel free to sing along. Well, that's where Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. So I'm sure you've heard that song before. If you pull up your um, PowerPoint slides for the new imperialism, I'll walk you through that briefly. And on Thursday, then we'll answer any questions you have and kind of point out some of the, the highlights of hopefully the uh, slides here. So first things first, I've got Mission Possible uh, essay number nine, what caused new imperialism to take place. I've got five of them. I'd say that you should explain at least three of them if you're going to do an essay on this. And then what impact did it new imperialism have on at least three European uh, countries as well as three colonial uh, countries? Uh, so focus on um, three big ones from Europe and then three from somewhere else, all right? So there's, uh, on slide number two, you'll see that the there was actually an anti-imperialism movement happening in the late 1700s and early 1800s uh, when you have the American colonies, uh, Mexico, Haiti, and numerous other countries uh, moving away from um, colonization. Uh, and Europe's did as well. Uh, this really supported what we talked about with the isms, nationalism and liberalism, don't really go along with colonization. Uh, and Adam Smith, the, the developer of basically the capitalist society, said the same thing. So during that period of time, there was this kind of anti-imperialism movement. What then shifts this to what historians call the new imperialism? Well, there's five factors there. Um, you can see that on page or slide three. Um, you can also look at these five and notice that there's going to be a lot of overlap in them. So economics is not just freestanding, neither is the military or racism. They all have inner uh, linkage together. So uh, I'm going to go over briefly what those are. Uh, economics really relates to probably Great Britain, but there's other countries as well. Uh, Great Britain's really going to exploit the relationship with China and India. And they really go after this idea of forcing free trade, uh, which is kind of an oxymoron, but that's 
pretty much what they do. And you can see this in the relationship of China and Great Britain. Um, so look over that, focus, high, uh, focus quite a bit on what's called the Opium Wars. Uh, there's two of them. Um, the first of these really, Great Britain uses their technology and innovation to wipe out what was once a great navy. If you go back to our discussion on Chenka way back when, um, China had not really advanced all that much, and other nations like Great Britain sure had, which gave them the upper hand. But the relationship here is important because Great Britain was looking for a market to sell China something, happened to be opium or drugs. And China didn't really like that. It was illegal, uh, but that did not matter for the, the uh, British Empire. So if you go to the next slide, which is, I'm on slide seven, you also see that there was a competition for China through the open door policy. This is driven by the United States. Uh, and this is the famous, what they call Boxer Rebellion. And the boxers were really karate. They called themselves the Righteous and Harmonious Society of the Fists. Okay, they were very anti-West for a lot of really good reasons. Uh, and eventually the West took it out on them, sacking Beijing, the capital, okay? At the end of all of this, I always have consequences. So what were some of the consequences of um, both the uh, opium um, wars and the Boxer Rebellion? You can see those on slide number eight. Um, there's five of them there listed, and there's more in the textbook. India was the second other great uh, country that Great Britain was heavily involved in. Uh, and it's interesting that the opium that they sold uh, to China was actually uh, exported from India. But in this case, there was uh, really driven by the relationship of the East Indian Company. And uh, when this went bad after some uh, misinformation about the uh, lubricants that they used on cartridges for their Enfield uh, rifles. Um, they had a kind of rebellion there, which they eventually put down. India also was important, especially important, after the, the Suez Canal was completed and then purchased uh, and controlled by the British in 1875. There's a picture of the Enfield rifle there. It's a pretty interesting story. The slide after that is just kind of how uh, to use the Enfield rifle. Um, the problem was that uh, for religious reasons, both the Indian population and the Muslim faith uh, both were opposed to this because they thought that they had used either cow or pig's blood. Okay. The consequences of this is that Great Britain basically takes over. The queen becomes the queen of India. And this is really the uh, jewel in the British uh, Empire. Um, so listed there are some consequences there. The military is the second one. Uh, you know, they go on hand in hand, economics and the military. As the military or the economics started to take off in both India and China for Great Britain, they needed locations that they could use as ports. And you'll see a list of them. Sierra Leone was one in Africa. St. Helena, 
uh, which is where um, Napoleon was imprisoned, was another one. So I've got a laundry list there of locations that Great Britain needed as bases to get to India and China. Um, you can see when things change in the Suez Canal that that makes it a lot easier. The same thing happens there. Uh, Gibraltar is one of those locations that uh, becomes critically important to the British now that they're going to be using the Suez Canal and not having to go all the way around Africa. Uh, next stops, there's a whole list of them, uh, but I only included two of them. Egypt and the Somalia are two more that uh, British take over. Um, this leads into what's called the Great Scramble, and the Scramble was basically the taking over of Africa by European countries. Uh, 30 European colonies were created between 1875 and 1905, and you can see in a map on uh, slide number 16 uh, that Africa doesn't really look like it's owned by Africa. It's owned by pretty much everybody else. The dominant players were uh, Great Britain and France, but there were other countries as well. Uh, Germany got involved in this. Uh, Italy was very late to the game. Uh, the Belgians uh, were also involved in this, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. So you'll see another political cartoon of them kind of tearing Africa apart. Uh, the fourth reason, or the fourth, fourth cause of the new imperialism was racism supported by religious ideology. Uh, when missionaries came to these countries, they first they forced uh, conversions by the native population. Uh, there was a lot of innovations that they also uh, implemented in these colonies. Some of them were really good, but some of them showed kind of the arrogance and um, ignorance of the Europeans over the uh, native people. Uh, you'll see on the next slide, which is slide number 19, The White Man's Burden. This is a poem by Kipling, and Kipling um, basically was a racist, especially in today's terminology. Most people would have sported that, but you can see that it says they're half devil and half children. Yeah, he's talking about those people that are native, um, native population. Uh, popularity was the uh, next one on the list. And with this, you have the Boer War. Uh, the Boer War is very popular in Great Britain and leads to the rise of Winston Churchill, uh, which we'll talk a lot more about in World War II, uh, but he's also involved in World War I. And then eventually this idea of the consequences of um, the popularity of going out. So, you know, it was the thing to do, if you will. It was kind of, uh, some historians have compared it to like the space race. Um, very popular, a lot of people involved, a lot, lot of, uh, you know, sense of um, superiority was involved too. <clears throat> Lastly, competition. And I've got a political cartoon there, and I don't know if you can see it, but it's kind of like an octopus with this weird British face or a head in there. And he's all of his arms or tentacles are all over the place, Egypt, India, you know, everywhere, basically. And it was literally true that the sun never really set 
on Great Britain. Uh, in fact, by the early 1900s, they owned or controlled about one-fourth of all the land in the world and about one-fifth of the population in the world was under their rulership. Okay? Others were involved in this as well. France was involved in Morocco and in Indochina. Indochina includes a country named Vietnam, which is going to be critically important in the 1850s and beyond in the Cold War. Uh, but Germany and Italy, as I said before, were also involved in this. If you look at the political cartoon here, which was in your textbook, uh, it is kind of symbolic of how countries, in this case France, saw that they were bringing good things to, to poor people, less advanced people. Uh, the last of those groups was the Belgians, and I told you about this before. Um, Belgium and their King Leopold II were really, uh, he was really brutal. Uh, he wanted to take over the Congo for economic purposes. Uh, the Congo is like 70 times larger than Belgium. He disguised this as being uh, for humanitarian reasons, but really what he wanted was, you know, uh, resources, in this case rubber and ivory. Uh, and to get that, he set uh, quotas up for the people, the natives that lived there. And if you didn't uh, actually obtain their quotas, you would get your hand cut off. And you can see there's a couple people, native Africans, uh, that have no hands. And there's tons and tons of pictures of this, of these um, out there. Uh, we believe that maybe up to half the population was also killed in this. So just a real, uh, you know, brutal situation that Leopold II uh, executed down in Congo. Now, the next slide is kind of important because it shows you, and this is number, slide number 26. This is important because you got the optimistic view and the pessimistic view. You know, you can decide for yourself uh, but if you're writing a paper about this, you know, kind of highlight why this was both good and bad uh, during that period of time. And what did these groups get out of it? If it was Africans or if it was Indians, uh, highlight some of that um, because that's really important. The next slide, slide 27, is the who's to blame slide or the million dollar question. Well, there's really two groups. There are the Europeans, clearly, that exploited their relationships and took advantage of those people. Uh, on the extreme side was the Belgians. Um, but it was also the people that lived in those areas allowed them to do that. They were culpable in their own demise. Uh, they never really unified against the European powers uh, and sometimes tried to use the European powers to to get what they wanted. Um, so it's a two-way street here. Um, and that's really, really important. One of the more important things that I want you to get out of this um, lecture. Legacies of the new imperialism. There's a lot of them there. I'm going to highlight just a couple. One is that a guy named Lenin, who we've talked about before in Russia, really sees this imperialism, as he says in this quote, imperialism is the monopoly stage of capitalism. He believes that revolution has to happen, and that will happen in the country of Russia, not 
too far in the distance. Uh, on display, well, the Chicago World's Fair in 1892 actually brought these people, uh, people, different peoples or different tribes from Africa and put them on display so you could actually see them live. Uh, pretty weird, but um, it was another consequence. Um, they have a great excerpt in there about the development of the machine gun. Uh, the machine gun will be uh, the most important weapon in the Great War. And that is really the last slide there, is the Great War itself. Uh, the Great War is an outcome of imperialism. So one of the causes of the Great War is imperialism. Okay, so hopefully this makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's not the ideal circumstance. Hope you feel a little bit better after listening to a little Neil Diamond. Um, his version's a lot better than my version. Uh, and I obviously didn't sing, so feel free to go back and listen to it again and sing along with it or something, okay? So on Thursday, uh, we will get together via um, Collaborate, which is in Blackboard. I will send you out a link. You can actually get on on your phone. All I want you to do is have gone over the slides, and let's talk a little bit about the information, what you thought was interesting, exciting, or confusing. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. So I don't think it's going to last more than a half an hour, but I've got it built for at least an hour of time that we can do so. So I uh, hope you're being safe. Um, hope all is good, that your anxiety level's not too high. We're going to get through this together. Um, I would prefer, obviously, to be with you guys face-to-face, -face, but for now, uh, that's kind of where we're at. Let's just hope that, you know, mid-April we're back in the classroom. Uh, and so we'll do this every week, excluding um, spring break. Uh, there will be nothing assigned during spring break. If you want to work on the creative learning assignment, great, go right ahead. Uh, I would say that I'd work on that pretty soon. I'd also say in the next two or three weeks that I start looking, if I'm you, start looking at a topic that I'm going to do for that next Mission Impossible essay. And we can get those through as well. Last thing, um, I know that's a lot, but uh, last thing is sure make sure that you're still taking those chapter quizzes. There's absolutely no reason not to do really well on these. There's a lot of points available. So uh, continue to knock those out because that's going to really help your grade. So again, I'm going to see you on Thursday or we'll be talking on Thursday. And I hope everybody again is safe. You take care. Bye.